Welcome to Leadership Reimagined. I'm Dr. Jane Lovis, your host. During each episode of Leadership Reimagined, we take a look at leadership from the vantage point of what it's going to take for leaders to lead their organizations forward into a new future. And in this episode, we're creating that new future. Today, I'd like to welcome Jane Finette author and leadership expert, and the founder and executive director of the Coaching Fellowship, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the development of young leaders in social change. Formerly a big tech executive at Mozilla and eBay, Jane has dedicated her life to achieving equality for women, empowering them to create impact across the world. Jane is the author of the book, Unblock, How Empowered Women Empower Women, a referendum on women's inequality and a toolkit for leveling the playing field for women and girls. Please welcome Jane to Leadership Reimagined. Jane, it's so great to have you here. I'm just, I'm so thrilled. Jane, thank you. I'm to thank you. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity to join you in this uh, great conversation. It's uh, it's right and it's right up my street. <laughs> I am so looking forward to talk to you today. It's it's right up our streets and it's <laughs> the time. It's yes. such this is all these conversations about women and leadership. They're so critical right now. We're at a turning point. And we need to turn or we're going to crash. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a hard left. It is. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it is. And we're, we're not for the want of trying, right? We've been, we've been, we've been banging this drum for a long time, but you know, things are getting critical just before we started recording. We're talking about the climate crisis or our pandemic, you know, and there's a lot of broken things. And I think that, when we have more diversity sitting around the leadership table, when we have more people and more perspectives and more experiences, then we might do things a little differently. Yes, know, yes. And, and I mean, we see, we see proof of that in organizations, in teams, in um, you know, groups of whatever that group is, that when there's more diversity, there's more ideas, more thoughts, a variety. Diversity increases diversity, whether yes. it's diversity of thoughts, solutions, ideas, and that's what we need. Because the, the way we have been solving problems is causing more problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're blindsided, mm -hmm. right? You know, when we don't, when we don't see all the alternatives, and even I think, you know, coming back to what are the questions that are being asked in the room? If it's sort of the same sorts of people asking the same questions, then yeah, we're blindsided. And, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and I mean, whether that is, uh, I'm always thinking about sort of the, uh, you know, the consequences and our implications of the things that we do. And so if we don't, we're not wholly aware of them, um, who knows what we're actually manifesting somewhere else but beyond that you know if we are talking about profits and we're talking about reach and we're talking about growing our businesses we're leaving a lot on the table and we'd be kind of fools to ignore that at the same time it's not only the right thing to do but it's supposed to you know it's about it's really good for your business as well <laughs> and you know, so if you don't care about anything else but your bottom line 
we should be taking a good hard look at this. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the statistics, just getting some, you know, some of those damn statistics out of the oh, way yeah. that, yeah. that companies that have leadership, once it gets to about 30% of women, their bottom line increases a minimum of 15%. I, I mean, Thank just you. think of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is why it's so, it's still so hard for me to grok why this is a big problem. And I think we have to look then to questions of unconscious bias and uh, yeah, who's in the room, um, that it's hard to break out of that when you when you don't have someone else that looks different to you, right? Once you do, then you can start to have building blocks to move forward. But uh, yeah, I, that is why it's, with all of these numbers, as you said, Jane, it's so crazy to think that this is, we haven't already made that hard left already. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Cause it's like, I look at those numbers and I go, this just, why aren't the accountants saying something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we, we see it with the um, no. I was going to say with venture capital as well. When you look at startups, right, and women-led startups are only getting, I think it's two point. I mean, it's it's a pittance. Two point two percent, two point one percent in twenty twenty. It went backwards a couple of percents. Um, and yet, when you look at women-owned businesses and women startups, uh, led startups, um, the investment return is far higher than it is for male-dominated uh, startups. Yet they get ninety-eight percent of the funding, and it's it doesn't add up. I know. I know. So, yeah. so what you know, and and I've been reading your book, and I just oh, I love you. the stories in it, and what's what's i mean they're they're so empowering and but what's really great is their true stories they're not just they're not just made up stories they're not fiction and the impact that empowering women to start their own it cause change that's mm -hmm. really it's not even whether they start a company or not i mean that's really? that's usually the result because that's how you can then expand but their desire to impact their communities and other women absolutely it's i mean i i i'm constantly surprised and not surprised at the same time right because we we're you know if there are i mean there are gentlemen listening i'm sure to our to our yes. conversation right now but women know other women and we're like yeah you know you, everyone's heard that sort of statement sort of like ah when you've got like a woman you know on fire gosh you better get the heck out of her way right she's on a mission and um and so i, I there's a lot to unpack here but i think um firstly often it's hard for women to find a mission you know, that they're, um, somehow we um, can make up that our missions aren't, uh, aren't the, that they're not the missions they should be following, they're, you know. They're not big enough, they're not important, all of Absolutely. those. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of, um, oh, well, it's not really worth it, or what's what can I do? I'm just one person and so on. Um, to it also being, you know, that there is a lot of disenfranch disenfranchising uh, attitudes and, yeah, the self-belief and belief in others that it's just always going to be this way. And I think, you know, when I first started to, to think about writing this book, it was at the start of the pandemic um, because, you know, I work with empowering women for years and even I was despondent because I, you know, I was like seeing all of our progress going backwards. It said that we lost 36 years of progress as women in 
2020 alone because of the pandemic. And so it's really hard to keep coming back and thinking, yeah, we're actually going to put this to bed once and for all. And so it's, yeah, we have to keep, keep pushing. So, but when we do, we not only will create that change for ourselves, but we will bring so many women with us. Um, and that's the bit that I love and I get very excited about is these virtuous circles and uh, that women create and that when you help one woman, you're actually helping hundreds more. Mm -hmm. um, there's a, a wonderful statistic from US uh, AID that says that in the developing world, when you help one woman and be that, giving her employment, giving her access to uh, learning, food even, uh, the equipment to uh, to till the land herself, she will give more than 90% of that back to her family, to her community, to the world. And that statistic for men, unfortunately, looks about like 40%. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a, just a different way of being, but we know that, yeah, when you, when one woman is empowered enough to make a change, a whole lot of others and in fact all of us will benefit yes so if you you know we're going to create a little magic here right now oh, if you could good. create anything for women what would you create yeah I, I i mean it's kind of what i'm doing today um which is really working with women so that they can deeply and truly understand that they have everything in their power mm -hmm. to create the change they want to be. You know, like women, we're, we just deny ourselves again and again and again. Not all of us, but there's definitely a little grip that there's a tug on us from from being in our full glory and, our, and living our full potential. I just want all women to know that. So if I could have this magic <laughs> mechanism that would be just like, ta-da, every woman would have that, like, holy moly, you know, we hold on. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of folk out there that could be, can be glad right now that we're not, not living that out fully. Um, because when we do, it's, it's going to be like an earthquake. Yeah. But yeah. I, I wish I could make that happen in a, you know, wrinkle my nose or something. Yeah. Or, Just yeah. snap the fingers and, and, yeah. and the, the beauty of that is that when women are living their full life, their full potential, men, everyone's going to be living that way. That's yes. the, that's the beauty of it is, oh, a, so. you know, I, I do that every once in a while. I just imagine a world where everyone has access and support to create what they want, what's theirs to create. That's so beautiful. I I love that. I love that it always feels, I don't, since, you know, we're doing a lot of uh, very out, sort of outspoken work, if you will, talking about women, and there's always this, the other, you talk about men, and it sort of feels like, oh gosh, we're sort of beating up on men, we're, you know, but quite honestly, I'm like, men must be so tired. It must be, they've had to carry everything, you know? And um, I'd, when we can bring more of that balance, then I, there's more for, for men here too, because all of this weight is on their shoulders right now. And so um, how can we alleviate that so that they too can create what they want, not what they're supposed but, to and what they should. Yet that is also not freeing right now for them either. Right, right. And and you know, the the possibility of, of then solving some of these what seem to be insurmountable problems 
challenges that we have in the world today. If when we could all come together, that's mm -hmm. where the space for that is can be created then. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I um, uh, have a wonderful husband. He supports me and has supported me for um, ever since I've met him, 20 blank years <laughs> ago. And, uh, and actually, I really think that he has been a significant part of really me stepping into my leadership. I've been very lucky to have a husband that's pulled me forward. Mm, and, um, yes. and he's, uh, and he's deeply in the technology world, as I know, know you, you are, have been and continue to be Dane. Um, and, you know, I think there was a certain um, belief in Silicon Valley when I was there that technology would save the world. And it, you know, it always has, right? I mean, if you look at the combustion engine or antibiotics or, you know, the COVID vaccine, thank God, all of these things, you know, it, it always has been technology, but so much of our um, persistent perennial problems um, are, are not technology problems. They are, to me, are consciousness problems. Like there mm -hmm. is actually enough food to go around, enough wealth to go around. It's just poorly distributed. And when we can raise the level of human consciousness and how we can be working together, <laughs> then we get to solve these problems once and for all. Um, mm -hmm. It's not just a bright, shiny technology thing. Right. And yeah. technology has a place in solving those problems. Absolutely. You know, not to, and you're right, though. It starts with our consciousness and our beliefs and our blind spots because they're what get in the way of what we're what we think we want to do and then we don't do it because i don't know why i didn't do that <laughs> i was gonna do that it was such a great idea and i didn't because something's holding us back from that being the powerful person yeah. that we are and being you know and and for women it's it's really i think it's about stepping into their power and for men i think it's about stepping into their purpose oh that's beautiful yeah uh-huh you know men because yeah. men boys are are you know they grow up what are you going to do what are you going to do what are you going to do no mm. question about why is this important to you what would you love mm. to do what do you want to create and women are well what do you love what do you like you know oh you want your family you know but not their power so mm -hmm. the men have this level of power and women have purpose and if we could just yeah, even it beautiful. out oh my gosh i love that that's your in my mind you're bang on <laughs> absolutely yeah no that's so true and uh, i mean i often uh talk about it in my world as the being and doing mm -hmm. so when you're just doing 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 uh how do you know that it's really useful in the world and useful for yourself if you're not conscious of the being part yeah um and then likewise yeah on the feminine side if we're spending a lot of time in the being but not able to do and create and create that impact at the same time then we're having very nice intellectual conversation and thoughts but we're not we're not the rubber's not hit, hitting the road and we're not we're not creating that change that's yeah. wonderful jane yeah no i totally and, with you and i love what you you know you've been saying too is that it, it isn't about just women it's a big it, part of it that's yes. a big part of it it's it's the it, whole piece exactly you know i'm sure you've seen this 
drawing this cartoon it was a cartoon and it floated around for a long time i haven't seen it around lately um it's three little boys and they're looking through a con there's the right in front of a construction fence that's that they can't see through i know yeah. and the, the the holes that they could look through are up too high for them so somebody gets them boxes of all the same size because we're going to be we're going to be equal we're going to give everybody the same thing so the taller tallest of the boys is too tall and he can't see through it and it really doesn't matter whether they're boys or girls but the tallest child can't because he now they're too tall the middle one can almost see through it and the little one is still it's still too short so then somebody else gives them a tall box for the short person a, a mid-sized box for the one in the middle and a shorter box for the tall person now they can all see and that's what we're talking about is raising not pulling anyone down we don't want to pull anyone down we want to raise everyone up and right now women need a little bigger box yeah no we do we do and it's uh you know when i was writing the book too i mean i've been part of the the lean in movement since it began around 2012 with um uh, uh, Cheryl Sandberg and uh, you know it was it was really controversial um, you might remember if, if, yep. if folks haven't haven't heard about it this was Cheryl Sandberg who wrote wrote a, the book lean in which was kind of really encouraging women in the workplace to yeah lean in to leadership and their uh, impact and there was a it was very contentious because it was like well you know women have been leaning in for years and uh, we are doing this but we're still not getting promoted and we're not getting right. hired and we're not getting salary raises and so on and so and i think you know both is true that uh, as we've just been discussing that we do um we will tend to shy away uh if we're not supported um yeah. and then likewise yeah when we do lean in and we do ask for more i mean that's called i think the double bind or something like this where as women's often in the workplace you're kind of damned if you don't and damned if you do because then you're pushy and then you're you know the loud one and if you ask for things or talk louder than everyone else uh yep. or even just talk you're then yes. louder yes. than everyone else um and so um you know it's uh we do need that support um, and I think that you know we were seeing a change, and I, I, I am, I am concerned. Just to, sorry to bring it us down a, a peg here, but because of the pandemic and because that women were starting to make gains, uh, whether that was in the C level roles, VP, vice president roles, um, we were seeing those gains. And then when we look now, the number of women that have had to leave the workforce. So everyone's talking about the great resignation, as and. When I think of that for women, I think, well, you know, it wasn't because they were going to go off and start a business or, you know, that they were just done with their company. But many of them really didn't have a choice, right, that there was no childcare and uh, they were earning less than their husbands. And so it made sense as a family that they were going to be the ones that um, that stayed home and did help with the homeschooling. And exactly. I don't know if they'll ever go back. I don't know if they will. That's yes. And that's that's, you know, such a challenge and such a missing. And that's where even like venture capitalists and and funding could make a big difference mm -hmm. because some of these women are looking for alternative ways of working. Absolutely. Yes. Totally. When you've got children working remotely is all not always the answer especially as we've seen in the pandemic yes there have been great things and you probably and and i have worked remotely for years it's 
you know, I love it because we get to have this conversation that we would, if we were trying to get together, it would be such a difficult, much more difficult. And, you know, and that's part of, that was part of a missing in the lean in is that until we have, and the U.S., is like at the bottom of the list on how we support families. And I'm just going to say mm-hmm. families, not even yes, it's women because men so get true, impact. Jane. How we support families with children. You know, they. I was just yeah. reading that somebody in Texas thought that they were going to have an increase in baby. And they've actually had, through the pandemic, they've actually had a decrease. Oh, I haven't heard that. Okay. <laughs> so that's not something we need either. But I I can only imagine that women ha- are like, no way. Yeah, I mean, and when you it's... don't know if you're going to have a job still. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you ha- and you have a choice and then you will be smart about it. Yeah. No, and I, I was also hearing, it was on uh, NPR just before the holidays, um, they were interviewing someone who wanted to go back, a woman that wanted to go back to work. Um, but because women um, have mostly been employed in the consumer services businesses, whether that was in shops or restaurants or in childcare, right? They had all those jobs went, and yeah. now there's such a shortage of childcare. So the price of whatever is there at the moment has gone through the roof. So you're you can't almost afford the childcare so that you can go to work and pay for it. it so why would you do it? You'd be right. a fool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is. It's true. I mean, um, I mean, I'm British. Probably gathered that a bit from my accent, though it does travel a bit. I've been over here in America for a bit too long. Um, but my mum always tells the story that um, I think I was four or five years old in the UK when they first had what they called family allowance, which mm. was a few pounds sort of every week, which was to help with, you know, some new shoes or in the UK school uniform and things like that. It wasn't terribly much, but it, it really helped. And uh, my mum in the end, she had to go back to work to make ends meet and she worked part time in a factory. Um, but that um, uh, that little bit of extra money really helped uh, raise raise us as kids yeah and um but i know it's it's a definitely a controversial topic um but it's a as we're talking about for families and how we're going to actually come out of these dark last couple of years and we're not done yet i think personally i think it will be part of has to be part of the solution yes yes Mm -hmm. and i think it's up to us which is why I'm doing this podcast and I've actually committed in 2022 to ensure my, for myself that women are 50% of my guests. Of guests, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, at least 50% because, you know, and, and it's, I didn't even realize it the first year is because men reached out to be on the pod, on my podcast. So now I am having to, I have taken on, I'm doing a lot more outreach to connect with women leaders and and have women on this podcast because I'm committed as you are to we it's critical mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. get back to women in leadership surpass where we were before the pandemic in women employed and women in leadership because we need the the support the solution the the diversity that women bring absolutely gosh thank you for doing that that's and it's a fantastic example, Jane, where we're, um, you know, we can all do something, right? And uh, I mean, that's a pretty big thing that you've, you've committed to. And I, 
absolutely I'm so grateful and applaud you for doing this but we can all just take a small action you know it doesn't have to be every day but I, and since writing my book I've been one of the biggest surprises actually of writing Unlocked was um, the amount of men that had read it and left me Amazon reviews and wanted to talk about it and I, did, uh, I didn't write the book for men <laughs> I didn't, I was so shocked. And I'm like, oh, wow, well, thank you. And welcome to the community and so on. But, um, and because they, um, uh, I think in these last years as well, when you think of sort of like the Me Too movement and, you know, that it, that men have also been a little bit paralyzed. Like, oh gosh, how on earth am I, I want to help. I know that this is important, but I don't know what to do. And I don't know if I'm going to get into trouble doing it and so on. And so... Um, some of the sort of the things that I talked about in the book are absolutely things men can do. And um, one of them is to be a sponsor. So uh, I talk about uh, women empowering women. So if we are in a position of leadership, as you are, as I am lucky to be too, uh, um, and have created for ourselves, I should say, not just lucky, um, that we will bring more women forward by giving them a voice, giving them an opportunity like you're doing for me today and, and telling my stories and um uh, my sharing my opinions um, and men can do that too by uh, also giving another woman a voice in their organization this yes. is one of the most critical things that women need in the workplace uh, I hear all the time a oh, women you know they need mentors I'm like yeah they need mentors honestly we have mentors coming out of our ears what we really need are advocates inside the organization that says Jane, yeah, she's ready. She's ready. We should promote her or she should get that project. And um, so if you're listening and you, you are in this position, yeah, go take a look at who else is on your team. And uh, I'm pretty sure that there's plenty of women in your organization that are ready, more than ready to step up and, and lead and do great work for you. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I'm going to give, I don't oftentimes give a plug to what I'm doing, but one of the things that I have started creating for 2022 is helping leaders create that vision for women leadership in their organization and, and calling that out because I was, I was talking with um, a CEO in a very male dominated field a couple of weeks ago. And, and, you know, some of the challenges that he was having. He said, you know, one of the things that I've realized is if I don't make it a priority and I don't ask what's going on, if I don't ask my team and they don't ask their, then it gets, it's like mm -hmm. what I say is important and they pay attention to it. So I have a responsibility to keep the conversation and keep asking. And it was in that, that I realized, yes. So if an organization has a vision for women's leadership, that's going to elevate it. Well, you gave me goosebumps when you told me what you'll do. I was like, <laughs> wow, I have actually, Dana, I've never heard of that. And uh, I think it's it's fantastic. I, I've When I was at Mozilla, I was at Mozilla for many years. And um, gosh, it's probably uh, maybe even seven years ago now. Yes, probably seven, seven, eight years ago. Um, but the same thing happened, Jane. Uh, Chris Beard, who was the CEO at the time, he did this for diversity, equity and inclusion um, many, many years ago. And he said the same thing. He was like, people are looking at me. They look to me. And so it's, it is me, I, who need to 
share this vision, express it, talk about it at all hands meetings and things like this to raise the the awareness for the entire organization. So um, uh, um, amazing to th- to bring it at that level, at the CEO level, uh, as you're doing for women as well now. So for, for all people, but yeah, if we do it for women, there'll be more um, other diverse groups that Yes. will become part of this as well. It's just mm-hmm. it's not going to naturally happen. I don't want to say, oh, we're just it will just happen. But once you start to open, open things up, then there's more room for everybody. Yes. Well, Jane, this has been such a fabulous conversation. <laughs> it has. Thank you. I've learned so much myself. Thank you so much. Oh, oh, thank you. And I've gotten so much. And I just I really acknowledge the work that you're doing in the world, that your coaches fellowship, that is, you know, reaching out and coaching and providing support for women in all over the world. Thank you. We need that. So thank you for what you're doing too. So if there's any one last bit that you could leave our audience with, what would you like to leave them with? Oh, well, for everyone, and I'm kind of repeating myself, to be honest with you, which is what I said earlier, but I... I uh, my wish for everyone is that they uh, that we should all know that we are powerful beyond measure, and um, that when that when we realize that our purpose <laughs> becomes apparent, and um, and the work that we're meant to do in the world will naturally unfold in its greatness and. Um, uh, and yeah, a special shout out for women that, uh, yeah, can you, you'll find that deep within you. By goodness, we need you. So come on, come on already. Oh, thank you for that, Jane. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Leadership Reimagined. Make sure to visit our website, lovisconsulting.com to access previous shows and learn more about us.